This quarter, escrow.com transacted $69.3 million in domains. We bring in escrow's GM, Jackson Ellsgood, to discuss the domain investment index that escrow puts together to give everyone in the industry some insights into what's going on in these private domain transactions. Uh, we also discussed the historic auction of fashion.com. Uh, given escrow's involvement, I tried to talk Jackson into having uh, escrow swag at NamesCon, be Yeezys, but uh, we did come up with some other great ideas about domain holding transaction info that hopefully they can add to the next investment index. Enjoy the show. First, serious about online trading? Secure your funds, keep your merchandise safe, and use a company that keeps the buyer and seller protected the whole way through. That's escrow.com. Payments you can trust. FD was built by domain investors to increase your inquiries, sales, and profit. Forget spreadsheets and archived emails. Manage your entire investment portfolio in one place using a secure and completely confidential platform. Learn more at FT.com. That's E-F-T-Y, FT.com. Hey, Sherpa Network. I'm Tess Diaz, executive producer of DomainSherpa.com. And today we're joined by Jackson Ellsgood, GM of escrow.com. Hi, Jackson. How you doing? Hi, Tess. Very well, thank you. It's a beautiful day in San Francisco. It is, especially with your amazing backdrop. It almost looks like it could be a... Um, What's the word? Like a fake backdrop. It's so perfect. Uh, <laughs> and whose office it is? Uh, I think we're looking back on Twitch's offices uh, here. Um, we're at uh, 180 Montgomery Street in San Francisco. So uh, it's, it's basically uh, tech firms and banks back to back. It's a fun place to have an office. I bet. And now we have the address. My, my teenager is on his way over. <laughs> Watch out. <laughs> Very cool. And I'm sure uh, some cutting edge networking there and some cool parties. You said you share a lobby with them. That's got to be interesting to bump into them and share that space. Yeah, absolutely. It's a, it's a fun mix of people. Yeah, that's, that's a clever way to do it. So, Jackson, um, two interesting things that escrow has going on right now that I really wanted um, the Sherpa Network to spend some time with you and hear about. The fashion.com auction is really something different. And then also the latest quarterly report issued by escrow, the Domain in Investment Index for Q3 2019. I'd really like to go through it. But um, let's start with the... the, the uh, fashion fashion.com um, in this case uh, auction experts was particularly interested in in using the concierge service uh, so domain concierge where we hold on to the uh, to the domain while that transaction takes place uh, obviously it's the safest way to uh, to make that transaction happen um, and we're also providing good faith deposits so so we hold on to good faith deposits for each bidder uh, and of course, with a name like fashion.com, you know, you've got uh, bidders from all over the world. Uh, you want to make sure that those bidders are legitimate, uh, that they intend on, on closing the deal at the end. They're not just bidding uh, for fun. 
uh, and so the uh, you know the auction experts uh, firm wanted us to hold on to those good faith deposits to make sure that you know every bidder felt safe uh, handing over their deposit uh, and that the auction firm uh, knew that all of those bidders were were serious. Okay, so I think that clears some confusion that some folks um, in the domain industry, especially you know the the newer domain investors who are the largest portion really um, had. So escrow.com is not entering the auction business. You're not um, you know, starting an auction. This is an auction house reached out to you to secure. And especially in this case, they're doing what, $20,000 deposits and bitter ver So escrow is doing those deposits, managing those and doing the bitter verification, just like you do a buyer or seller verification. Is that more accurate? Correct, correct. So we're holding $25,000 good faith deposits, uh, as well as doing the normal verification that we would do for a transaction of that size. Got it. Okay. And then of course, the final bidding um, will go, the, the final transaction will go through you with the winner. Correct. Really, really exciting. What do you see different in this auction than in um, others for premium value domains like this? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, first of all, it's, you know, it's one of those category killer uh, names. So the, you know, the spread of where uh, the, the auctioneers are going out to, to generate interest um, is very, very broad. You know, you have everyone from uh, LVMH to Amazon to uh, individual investors who might potentially want to pick up uh, this, this kind of name. Uh, so it's an extremely broad uh, set of bidders. You know, I would compare that to, uh, you know, potentially a, a more niche, you know, branded uh, name that might only be interested, uh, you know, might only have a few interested parties. So, you know, that that dealing with that demand is something that is quite unique to this uh, to this auction, I would say. Uh, as well as, you know, of course, you've got people, as you said, who are bidding for the first time. They, they might not have bid on a, a domain and Demonstrating the value of uh, of a good domain name uh, to to the market is is hugely important. Uh, so you know, auction experts is doing a great job of that. Uh, they're going out there and, and talking about the difference between uh, you know paying for a, a domain name that gets uh, millions of hits every year uh, versus paying for a storefront that uh, that you know having that same kind of footfall. You only have very few places in the world that could generate uh, that kind of footfall the same as a domain name. And frankly, uh, you know, at, at the prices that uh, that these big category killer domain names uh, sometimes sell at, I, I still think it's a bargain for any you know Fortune 500 type company to be able to pick up something that is uh, a brand, that is a location, that is all of these things put together at the prices that they can. Uh, you, you, I think this is going to be a serious investment for the winning bidder, um, but I think that that investment is going to pay off uh, uh, over many, many years. Absolutely, I'm sure. Um, and in terms of the timing of the auction, was um, is escrow privy to any of the decisions on why it's being sold now? Why um, at this point in the year? Um, it, it, with, you know, I'm looking at your 
quarterly reports, quarter over quarter, and how domains perform, but also in terms of, you know, this domain hasn't been on the market at least in 20, 25 years. Um, so the timing on the larger scale and just within this quarter, what, um, do you think this is a better quarter to sell? Do you think this is a good time uh, year over year for domains to sell? So I don't, I don't think there's ever a bad time to sell a great domain. Uh, you know, the, the market definitely fluctuates. <laughs> you know, the, the, the market definitely fluctuates. There's, there is, uh, you know, definitely surges in the market. Uh, but, you know, when you're talking about a domain, uh, you know, like this, you, you've really got to take it take a step back and say that the interested parties are not looking to make an investment for, for a quarter or a year. They're looking at a, you know, 10 year time horizon. Um, so I, I don't necessarily think that, um, that the timing was a, was a key factor um, in the seller's decision. Now I have to take uh, another step back and say, you know, escrow.com is, we're famous uh, for our for our confidentiality and our privacy. Um, we don't disclose the details of transactions, uh, buyers or sellers, uh, unless those parties are you know a part of that transaction. So um, at the moment, the uh, the seller is uh, still a private party. They're not they're not disclosing their identity publicly. Um, and, and nor their reasons for for selling the uh, selling the asset, but um, as I said, you know that that asset kind of speaks for itself. Uh, I see what you're saying, Jackson, but you stole my 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 thunder. I was going to say, who owns Fashion.com? And you're going to say what? I'm going to say, unfortunately, I can't tell you that at the moment. Uh, no, but, you know, the when, answer when on the website is brilliant. Who owns Fashion.com? You could. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Very well said. And, um, and you mentioned, um, you know, Peter Johnston uh, from NAI Limited, who is representing the sellers and is, uh, you know, this negotiation expert. Uh, he's, he's the brilliant mind behind that, that wording there, eh? Yeah, I, I think that one's got Pete's brand all over it. Uh, as I said, um, auction experts and uh, and NAI—they're uh, the two representatives of um, of the selling party. Uh, both of them are, you know, boutique and, and expert in their in their fields. Um, they're actually not names that we have uh, seen too often in the in the domain space uh, before. But um, you know, they're really going far and wide in terms of. Uh, generating interest in this uh, in this name. Yeah, agreed. This will be very, very interesting to see. Um, well, thank you for all the info on on fashion. Anything else you think we should cover, or should we jump into the uh, quarterly report? Let's jump into the report. Okay, cool. So, domain investment index for Q3 2019. Um, let's just do a quick overview of the history and purpose of escrow issuing these quarterly domain investment indexes. Indexes? Yeah. Index, index I? Indexes. Yeah, I think it's indexes. Uh, so we, we've been issuing these, uh, these reports for a couple of years uh, now. Um, why we started doing it? Well, first we started with uh, just a really um, private uh, publication just to a, to a few select uh, you know, brokers and things like that that we work with um, who were interested in uh, interested in, in acquiring a little bit more uh, market-wide 
uh, intelligence. And as I said, we're very private about our deals and we never talk about uh, volumes in a non-aggregated manner. So this is a way where we could, you know, pare down that, that information into a, a report that was sanitized for, for public uh, consumption to an extent, but also allowed us to, to share a bit more about what we are seeing happening in the domains market uh, as a whole. Escrow.com is in a really unique place. We get to see the real prices that, uh, that these names are going for. Um, and, and frankly, you know, when you see the, the public lists of, um, of what's the most expensive domain that sold this month or this quarter is, you know, that you can just take a look at the, the median prices um, on, on some of these names and see, that, you know, even the median is, is above a lot of the, the sort of top um, top sales. So it's really good to be able to come out and, and talk a little bit about what's happening um, in the domains industry without revealing any individual transactions because it really does show uh, investors, it shows um, you know, end users that when they're making this, uh, this purchase of, a, of a, a high quality domain name and maybe they're spending six figures um, on that domain, that they're not alone that they're out there uh, purchasing an asset that not only will hold its value, but will actually appreciate over time. And I think as you look at um, each one of these, uh, these graphs, that the one consistent thing across all of them is just the consistent growth across every category, uh, you know, over a, a, a longer time period, um, you know, it's, it is very consistent. Quarter by quarter, we see uh, peaks and troughs. And of course, people who are trading domain names very regularly um, should definitely pay attention to those. Uh, but, but year after year, we still consistently see this, this really strong growth across uh, all categories. So it's great to be able to show that to the market at large uh, in, in a responsible way. Yeah, it is. It's, it's fantastic. I think it's really important for the development of the industry too. Um, do you re release other non-geographic demographics on transactors, uh, you know, corporate transactors versus investors, um, uh, any other details about their company size, about anything beyond just geographics? Yeah, we don't at the moment. Uh, and as I said, you know, this is something that we're really concerned about is, is preserving the anonymity and, and confidentiality of these um, of these deals to parties that are potentially not involved uh, in them. So we try not to cut down too narrowly uh, to avoid revealing um, or even giving a hint towards the prices of individual sales. Um, that being said, you know, the domains market is growing every year. Um, we see more and more transactions coming through. So I'm sure at some point we will be able to break down into those categories and, and provide more, uh, more specific intelligence. I'll definitely pass it over to our data team and, uh, you know, it might be the inspiration for a, a new section in the report in the future. Ooh, la la. I like it. All right. Well, um, I will try to think of what demographics beyond that might possibly um, be of interest and I'll leave it to your folks to figure out what, uh, what, what's, you know, legal and ethical to share. That's got to be a difficult sure. balance. So um, you mentioned kind of, you know, the public sales and of course, Ron Jackson's um, year to date sales chart on DN journal 
is um, kind of the standard for everything uh, public that's been transacted. And so, so I have that up on one screen and then the escrow domain uh, investment index on the other, just kind of looking here at, um, at what you're saying. So let's start out with the key takeaways in the report. So longer letter domain names rose in popularity this quarter. So you're saying like three letter, four letter, five letter, six letter, not a word, just, um, you know, A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Yeah, what, that, what that's really looking at uh, is, the, is the performance of the longer, um, you know, letter domain names, the, the five and six versus the shorter ones, the, the threes and fours. Now, the, especially, um, you know, the shorter, shorter uh, uh, three-letter uh, domains and two-letter domains, you know, they'll occasionally go for an ultra-premium price. So you'll see a big spike in that. And that's sometimes driven either by a particular portfolio sale where someone is selling to another investor or, or just an individual um, sale itself that, that really drives that mean up. And you can really see that in the difference between the mean and the median um, in those uh, in those graphs, what we're looking at here is you know the, the popularity in, in the in the previous quarter of those fives and sixes you know longer longer dot com uh, you know pure letter uh, domains that they're, they're um, you know they're prone to be pushed up uh, by people who are really being careful about who they're selling to. So that's really a picking your demand uh, type of market. Um, chip domains, so your your uh, threes and and fours, especially fourletter.coms. You know, a lot of that demand is is as you said cyclical. It's based on investors buying, say, from other investors, uh, and and especially you know we saw that out of the Chinese market. You know, people investing in in sort of Chinese premium uh, names. You know, compare that to um, uh, compare that to fives and sixes. They're they're typically more branded. Uh, type uh, type names. Interesting. Okay, so this would be something like snake.com would still fall in this category. Exactly. It's just the number of letters, not if they're consecutive letters. I mean, not consecutive. If they're making a word or just kind of adding. correct. Correct. We 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 uh, look at them all together, um, and exactly as you said, you know, snake.com is a perfect example uh, because that could sell to a pet store uh, for. 10,000 uh, or that could sell to a uh, you know a leather company that uh, that really you know snake leather or something like that uh, that's that just has to have that name and it sells for you know 150,000 uh, the, the the skill in selling those domains really reflects um, in uh, in these indexes when you can see people selling uh, you know selling domain smart and, and getting top dollar for them, that really pushes up these, uh, these indexes. Okay, and you know, you've mentioned the steady rise. And I think, you know, we all know domains have very steadily risen um, year over year. Um, however, there, you know, you're, when we were talking before we started filming a little bit about the spikes in the past, um, and mentioned in the report some volatility is the volatility just seen in the Chinese market or are you seeing that elsewhere as well? 
Uh, well, look, I would not describe necessarily the uh, the Chinese market as um, as being uh, particularly uh, you know, overly volatile was, we've seen a, a steady decline in demand out of the Chinese market as that, as that market has matured. Obviously we had the rise of domains in China, uh, in, in 2015 and 2016, where, where frankly the market was just buying everything it could lay its hands on. You know, Chinese investors, I think have matured, uh, a bit in that and, and being more, more selective about what they were buying and what they were holding. Um, and, uh, and and we see volatility, you know, more in in particular categories. So as I was mentioning, you know, the uh, the demand for three and four letter domains being a little a uh, little volatile, and, and number domains, you know, that those ones uh, have definitely been been volatile as a as a category. Um, and and as I said, you know, uh, reiterating it, it's it is uh, it's it's volatile when you look at it over a quarterly. A quarterly basis. Once you zoom out, um, and I think part of the value of this of this report is zooming out to a seventeen year uh, time horizon. I mean uh, that that curve becomes very apparent when you uh, when you take a look at it. Okay, very very well said. Um, to put it in the larger picture, and even though kind of in the executive summary talked about volatility country by country, um, it's really. On, on just this small quarterly scale is what Correct. I'm saying. Um, that's, that's great to clarify because I know a lot of domain investors are very nervous about China and there are not many domain investors or brokers who have that more intimate knowledge. So let's talk about Hong Kong. On page uh, five of the report or six if you're scrolling, talk about the total transaction volume in the top five regions quarterly. Mm -hmm. um, Looking at you know the upheaval in Hong Kong, it's a gateway for China. Um, what are the financial implications that you're seeing here on a larger scale? What um, what numbers can you give us from the past? What's going on? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, we have previously published um, you know geographic breakdowns that include Hong Kong. Um, if you take a look back at our, our Q1 uh, index from this this year. Um, but you know, in in the last two quarters, in quarter two and in quarter three, we really saw a pretty dramatic drop off uh, for for Hong Kong. Um, you know, and, and that can be ascribed, you know, partially to to things like uh, political instability in the um, in in that area. Um, but I mean, you know, that that is something that uh, that we'll see. You know, if if that comes back. Uh, in in quarter four uh, or in quarter one, um, that that might just be uh, a, a lack of uh, a lack of flows coming out of uh, say Chinese companies that have outposts in um, in Hong Kong, or as you said, it could be uh, something to do with with people really focusing on keeping their operations going rather than focusing on their on their marketing spend. Okay, interesting, and and then two. There could be just a, a Chinese offshoot company making a purchase instead of the Chinese company. So it's not quite accurate to just combine the two, you know, the Chinese and the Hong Kong, but that decline may not be as indicative, like maybe just in Q2 2018, there was something particular going on. Hong Kong is the home of a lot of international finance uh, firms. You know, think about HSBC or you know, any of these 
uh, mix that has a very interesting, uh, you know, cultural mix with the, you know, uh, British history and Chinese history mixing. Um, so I definitely wouldn't add it directly. You know, we split it out for a reason. We split it out um, uh, from from China for for a reason. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it is definitely an interesting number to watch going into uh, going into Q4. Okay. Yeah. Good. Good to hear. Um, so let's look at the um, at the end of the report here. Where? Oh God! I deleted my notes. Damn it! <laughs> I, like as I control, go, through, I just Control Z is your friend. I, I did, and it's like too much. Damn it! I don't remember what else we talked about after Hong Kong. So we we talked about um, the the total uh the total aggregate flows now you mentioned that it's the end of the report uh no i was just saying that because i was like i need the end of my notes i'm uh, right 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 i think you're talking about the total transacted domain name amount which is on page three if you're scrolling or page two of the report okay cool let's do it um and that and that one was a decline in uh, it was a decline in Q2 and Q3 over the same, the same Q2 and Q3 uh, in, in, um, uh, in 2018. So what do you think's going on there, Jackson? With, um... so, so look, you know, the, the, the uh, amount that we're talking about it coming off by is, that's relatively significant. It was getting up towards, you know, Q3 2018. Uh, you know, you, you're, um, you know, you've got maybe 10 million more uh, dollars in the system being spent. Um, and, you know, like a, uh, like a, a um, you know, a good plumber or something like that, you, you want to know, uh, you, you definitely want to know what's happening in this particular pipeline, but it's worthwhile knowing what the pressure is in the entire system. Uh, and in this case, you know, that, that is, that's a uh, decline in, um, in total overall uh, spend on domains, yes. However, um, you know, come back and take a look at the, um, come back and take a look at uh, the, the domain median price return year on year, uh, we're still seeing strong returns, you know, as, a, as, an, as an asset class, uh, you're still seeing, you know, strong returns. Anything that can return like 10%, uh, that would be indicative of a, a healthy system, uh, you know, and, and yes, there is a little bit less, you know, pressure in the overall um, uh, system, but take a look at things like domains with content. They're extremely stable in terms of their um, in terms of their um, uh, their their price. You know, their, their premium over um, over you know non content domains. There's a lot you can do with a, an asset like a domain to uh, to lift the price. And frankly, we're seeing consistently strong. Over a, a you know ten year or five year period, you're seeing a consistently strong price return, uh, which is is indicative of a of a strong financial situ um, situation rather than a weak one. Hmm. Are domains your favorite assets that escrow transacts? Yes, absolutely. 
<laughs> I like you didn't even think about it. No, no. I mean, it's you've got to be political if you, you know, because we've got a lot of we've got a lot of uh, automotive marketplaces and things like that. But um, but uh, domains are there's nothing like the rush of seeing someone turn a uh, you know a hundred thousand dollar domain into a million dollar domain or or uh, you know or a hand registered you know. Oh, I've held on to this for a few years and um, and then selling it for for a fortune. I mean, that's a that's a that's a, a true rags to riches story. You don't get that in. Oh, I mean, occasionally you might find a perfect perfectly preserved '69 Mustang in your in your hay barn or something, but it's it's not. It doesn't happen every day. Whereas, you know, domainers do this every day. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so I'll go check my hay barn. But in the meantime, domains is where it's at. Um, so have you were talking a little bit earlier off the um, off the record, just the sophistication of the buyers, I think you can say, even if you can't give numbers on um, corporations or sizes, um, but you've definitely seen a steady increase in the sophistication of the buyer, yes? Yeah, I mean, look, the short answer is in, in 2005, um, you know, you might have a, a a chief marketing officer who didn't know about the quality of the, uh, you know, of, of the web channel or something like that, you know, that person isn't the head of marketing anymore. Uh, you know, that if you don't know what SEO and SEM and, and, uh, and web traffic is, is valued at, um, Simply put, I, I don't think you're probably at the top of uh, at the top of a marketing uh, organization anymore, and that is, you know, that that is becoming, uh, you know, people the the organization's number one uh, channel. So um, I don't think those people are are questioning um, the quality of the channel. I think that the key thing is just making sure that they understand how important the right name is as part of that channel. And would you say, say, I mean, I know 2015, 2016, you're still dealing with people who think, you know, they misunderstand um, Google al algorithm changes, misunderstand exact match domain values. Um, but as the dollar amount of these transactions rise, really, you know, you mentioned that often is, um, is on parallel with the um, sophistication of the buyer rising, um, the level of funding that they have and the value that they attach to it um, because they can see how to utilize it. So would you say 2015, 2016, 2017 to today that you see a higher level buyer or you're, I mean, I'm putting you on the spot. Yeah. So look, uh, we can see that the, the, sophistication of buyers continues to rise. Uh, does that mean that they are, you know, blindly buying assets? No, uh, they're going out there, they are being savvy about the names that they pick up. They are, you know, using new TLDs, they are um, using campaign specific names. You know, they're buying a name just for, for one particular advertising campaign. Uh, there are a myriad of ways that the more sophisticated buyer uses, uh, uses their domains. Um, and so one, you see, a, you know, a, an increase in, um, in the median uh, price paid as people value these assets higher. Um, but you may not see uh, the the mean rise at such a uh, 
a swift level because you might have people buying um, you know, cheaper domains and using them, say, for one particular um, campaign. Uh, you know, one of the things that I find useful is, is taking a look at that uh, total transacted domain name amount uh, over time. And that really shows you the pressure in the overall system. And I, I really like that to, to say, well, you know, look, the, the world is consuming more, more domains. Um, and as they, as they consume more, they become more picky in what they, in what they uh, want to consume. And they evolve, I think. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, I like it. Thanks, Jackson. So we um, were plotting and planning together earlier and thinking that maybe next time escrow can look into putting numbers about the domain holdings that you do um, and the monthly payment plans. I mean, that's opened up this tremendous new channel. Um, I'd love to know the number of domains in that type of channel maybe the um the dollar amount both per month that gets transacted but also like what's the the median or i don't know which numbers are more significant for you fancy math people um but um like what's the dollar amount for the whole deal and what's the average dollar amount in any given month for a transaction um, that'd be really, really interesting to see. So you think, yeah, absolutely. what are the chances for the next? Oh, look, I'll, I'll definitely, I'll have a chat with our data team. Um, you know, as you mentioned that the, the, the quality of names being sold through the payments over time, domain name holding, uh, platform is, is really high. Uh, you know, if you're going out and approaching a, a startup, uh, that is potentially, you know, just getting their first round of funding, uh, they might not be able to splash out on exactly the name that they want, uh, right now, but they can pay over a two or three year period. Um, so absolutely. I think that's a really interesting, uh, part of the market to, to take a look at. Um, I will have a chat to our data team and, and see what we could drag out there. Cool, thanks. Uh, what else is Escrow up to? Anything new? What are you holding back on? Uh, I bet you have things in pilot up your sleeve you won't tell us about. Yeah, absolutely. Well, look, we're launching uh, new integrations every day uh, with, with, you know, new partners. Uh, these are people who take their listing sites, uh, their landing pages and put uh, buy it now pages, you know, buy it now buttons on there in, instead of just a phone number or an email. Um, we're seeing people uh, changing their um, changing their, their uh, personal listing site into, well, maybe now I'm listing for a few clients um, into a full-on exchange and, and dropping the, the escrow.com API directly into that. You know, they're, they're building a payments platform directly into their own exchanges, which is amazing to see. Um, you know, the power of individual brokers uh, and individual sellers in the, in the domains market is amazing. Um, you know, that the inventiveness, uh, uh, that uh, that I get to see every day is is phenomenal. That's why it's why the domains market is uh, is my favourite market to, to look at out of all of the verticals that we service. Um, and, and frankly, I uh, I can't wait to see what people do into twenty twenty. I can't wait to talk to people at uh, at NamesCon in Austin and um, uh, and find out what's uh, uh, what they're doing with um, with our product. Yeah, cool. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing you in Austin. Uh, and uh, I know that Escrow is always such a great sponsor. Thank you to um, Domain Sherpa, um, mm -hmm. but to the industry as a whole, sharing 
that information, like, you know, the top brokers. So we know what's really going on in the private end as well. Um, Jackson, thank you for taking all this time. I think fashion.com is a piece of your, um, although you do look fabulous, um, but I think they should um, make a new escrow shirt, maybe a whole escrow um, blazer for you. Um, not for you, you, but the whole team. I think that would be a reasonable thing to negotiate into uh, when you you complete the your part of that. Maybe some yeah. maybe some uh, very fashionable flip flops or something. Oh, all right, all right. I'm looking forward to seeing you in Austin in your fashionable flip flop. <laughs> Deal. I'll talk to you, Tess. <laughs> Thanks, Jackson. Thank you. Bye for now. <laughs>